Hi Church! This stage is a chance of a lifetime. I want to do for you international a, cot, a, 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 a catwalk. Have you ever seen a pastor doing a catwalk? Here is the first pastor. Bring the sound! Do you like it? That's amazing. I, 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 I think model, I have it in my blood, actually. <laughs> Just kidding. Amazing. Yesterday, there was a big fashion show of energy, and uh, we asked them to put everything in the building, and it's amazing. LED walls on the ceiling, that's for the angels there. It's amazing. I want to start with a prayer. We start a brand new series about Gra Granda Fiesta. And we want to study some festivals in the Bible. And let's pray together that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and, and, and give you a word in season. Father God, thank you so much for this brand new series. Give us an amazing revelation about the Word of God. Holy Spirit, speak to us, touch us, reveal the word in a fresh, deep, and amazing, profound way. We love you, we adore you, we have an open heart to receive the life-changing word for us. Amen. The topic is Fiesta Grande, Reminder, Rosh Hashanah. And before I start with that topic, I want to introduce you in a very, very simple illustration. Some years ago, I was in a cinema, actually in a 3D cinema, and I forgot to pick the 3D glasses. And all of a sudden, I saw this picture. It was very weird. I could hear the sound and the lyrics and everything. But after a while, when you see a 3D movie without the glass, you get headache, right? I walked out, I picked my glasses, put it on, and all of a sudden, the picture changed. It was sharp, the sound and the lyrics and the picture made sense to me. And this is for me an illustration about the Old Testament. So often we read the Old Testament, amazing stories in the Bible. We hear what God is saying, what God is teaching. But so many times it's weird. We get headache and we don't get the link. Why is God doing what he's doing in the Old Testament? That's why a lot of Christians say, we, I don't like to read the Old Testament. I just start with the fresh New Testament. It's much easier. Let's put on the glasses and look to the lenses of God and let's try to understand what is God teaching about festivals, about parties. What is the main meaning of God in the Old Testament? I want to start with uh, Exodus chapter 32, verse 14. God is saying to the people of God, three times a year, you are to declare a festival to me. And here is a small point. God is saying to the people of God, if you're not joining the festival, I will kill you. What? That's weird. I mean, have you ever missed a party and your mom hasn't killed you? Why is God saying that? You have to understand the importance of a festival, of a party is God says, if you don't come three times a year, you will forget 
the greatness of God. You will forget all the signs and miracles because people have the tendency, we experience signs and miracles, but after a while we're busy, we stress, we work, and all of a sudden we're forgetting so fast signs and miracles and the goodness of God. And God says, if you're not shining three times, you are lost anyhow. Here are the three pilgrimage festivals in the Bible. I want to give you a big overview before we're going into the first festival. This is a Passover festival. It's like before Eastern, then the Shavuot. It's actually the Pentecost um, festival where the Holy Spirit is poured out over all flesh. Then Sukkot actually means the Fest of Tabernacles. It's split up in three parties, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. And I want to teach you about Rosh Hashanah. Maybe you have never heard about that, and this is an amazing deep meaning. And before I'm going to the message, I produced a clip to explain to you guys what is the meaning of Rosh Hashanah here on the screens. Rosh Hashanah, das ist das Fest der Posaunen. Das Posaunenfest ist der Anfang von diesen Herbstfesten wie Sukkot. Für Juden natürlich auch der Anfang eines neuen Jahres. Man nannte diesen Tag auch der Tag des ergreifenden Schoffertones. Denn ein Schoffer ist eigentlich ein Widerhorn. Man braucht es, um den Leuten zu sagen, wacht auf, heute beginnt ein neues Jahr. Man konnte es im ganzen Lande überall auch hören. Und so blies man an diesem Tag über 100 Mal in dieses Horn. Es war ein Weckruf. Heute beginnt ein neues Jahr. Heute kann deine Freundschaft mit Gott neu beginnen. Deine Familie, deine Ehe, deine Freundschaften, alles kann einen Neustart in deinem Leben losiert werden. Es war aber auch ein Kommunikationstool. Dann wie wollte man wissen, dass ein neues Jahr beginnt? Man hatte ja keine Agenda, man hatte keine Uhr, man hatte auch kein Smartphone. Es war ganz simpel ein Tool, den Leuten zu sagen, heute beginnt das neue Jahr und ein Neustart in jedem Bereich von deinem Leben. Man sagte mit diesem Weckruf von jetzt in den nächsten zehn Tagen bis zu Yom Kippur, diesem Versöhnungstag, haben wir zehn Tage Zeit, um unser Leben zu reflektieren, um Buße zu tun, Dinge zu bereuen, Fragen zu stellen, warum tue ich, was ich tue? Habe ich mich mit Menschen verstritten, wo ich mich dringend endlich versöhnen sollte? Ist meine Freundschaft zu Gott intakt? Und darum, es war ein Weckruf, lasst uns heute beginnen, in jedem Bereich von meinem Leben einen Neustart mit Gott zu losieren. Actually, it's a start of a brand new year for the Jewish people. I want to read this Bible text 
Uh, Rosh Hashanah is the New Year's fest, the fest of blowing of the shofar. In Numbers chapter 29, verse 1 and 2. On the first day of the seventh month, hold a sacred assembly and do not regular work. That's actually a good thing. God is saying, don't work. Relax. I like that. It is the day for you and the sounds of the trumpets. The word trumpets actually means in Hebrew a shofar. As, as an enormous pleasing to the Lord, offer a bond offering of a young bull and a ram and seven male lambs, a year old, all without any defects. Here is a shofar. And, and that day they blew 100 times in that horn. It was like an awakening call for the Jewish people. A new year will start. From now, the next 10 days, let's get right with God. Let's get right with people. If there's anything between me and God, if I've done a lot of wrong things, I want to, the next 10 days, I want to have a breakthrough. I want to ask God forgiveness. And when they blew into the shuffle, this was an amazing sound. And I rehearsed for that moment many, many nights. Applause! Hey, come on! I blew it! I can do it! 100 times they blew in that horn. It was an awakening call for the Jewish people. Right now, we will get right with God, with people, and let's start a brand new year. Here are the meaning for the Jewish people even today. I wrote it down for you to give you an overview that you understand there's so many profound things. For them, it's an awakening call Let's return to God the next 10 days. This was also like we say, God is raised up as a king and as a creator. When they blew the horn, it was a sign and a sound for the people. God is still number one. It's also like the day is also a reminder of the first sin of man of Adam and Eve. And that day, they dipped the apple into honey and they wished each other a happy and sweet New Year. Some people went to a river, wrote down all their failures and put the paper into the river and said, River, take away all my sins from the last year. This is the meaning for the Jewish people even today. The meaning for you and me, for Christians today, is a little bit different. For us, it's the horn, the trumpet. It's a sign as an awakening call. Let's awake. Let's be on fire. God is near. God wants to do amazing things. Don't be stuck in your routine, in your stress, in your work, in your job, in your hobbies, in your leisure. Let's be awake because God return. It's soon and very soon. The second thing is also they blew the horn when they went into battle. With other words, God is always on our side. The horn blowing was also when they anointed or anointed the king. And the last thing was also a symbol for a sacrifice. Because when Abraham sacrificed his own song, there was a ram. He took a ram as an image, one day a ram will come and will take away all the sins of human beings. This is actually an awakening call. For the Jewish people, once a year, let's be on fire. 
Let's have in every area everything right with God and with people. When you study the Bible, this horn, you find it so many times in the Old and also in the New Testament. It's like an awakening call. And I ask myself, what is the link for you and me in the year 2017 in Zurich? I believe there are many awakening calls from God Almighty when we study the Scripture. I want to read you an amazing Bible verse in the New Testament about awakening call. God is saying, when you hear the sound of a shofar or the sound of a trumpet, all the time the Bible is saying the trumpet, like 2,000 years ago, there were no such thing as a trumpet. There was always a shofar. God is saying, when you hear the shofar, it's an awakening call. Let's go into this amazing Bible verse. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 and 17. And it speaks about the end times in our lives. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of archangels and with a trumpet or like a shofar, call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. God is saying when you hear in the end times this shofar, this awakening call, be ready. Be ready because the end of the days are very soon and very soon. I want to talk about the awakening calls. When you're studying the scriptures or when you're studying the world, a lot of people ask me, are we in the end times? And I believe there are six signs we can read out of the scripture to understand God gives awakening calls all the times, but so often we don't get it. There are unique signs of the end times. The first signs... I start with something for, funny before we going into the real, real stuff. I googled a little bit like on Google and I found a warning sign about the global warming. And I believe <laughs> we are in the end times. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, let's go into six signs. And I want to be really clear. This is what I believe. I don't want to teach and preach and say what I teach and preach, that's right. It's just how I see, how I understand the Bible because before me, thousands of years, people always believed we are, we are entering into the end times because um, wars are happening, people are killed, earthquakes and so on. And I believe for me, there are six warning signs to the body of Christ, God is saying, be ready and I want to blow again in this amazing horn because I trained so hard for that. I like it. Come on. Science number one. Israel exists as a nation. The Bible is saying when the people going back to the regional place where God started his journey in the year 1948, this is an awakening call to the body of Christ. Christ is saying when the people of God going back to the regional lands, 
It's like a fig tree planted. Und wenn der fig tree is growing over the years, it starts to bloom. Leaves and fruits are there. God is saying, wake up. I'm soon and very soon I will come. We cannot deny the existence of Israel. It is already here in front of our eyes. What I figured out a little bit when I travel and I speak with people, a lot of people are struggling with the topic of Israel. They say, but these people are weird. These people are, I don't know, strange. But here's the thing. God is saying, honor your father and mother. You will have a long life. I don't honor my parents because they're perfect. I honor them because God used them to give me birth. And it's the same thing. If you bless Israel, you will be blessed. We as a church, I don't understand everything what's going on there, but we as a church, we're giving every year a big amount of money to Israel because, you know, when we bless Israel, we will bless too. This is the principle what I believe. Here's the thing. Some people have a little bit like an anti-Jewish spirit. I want to make a statement. Jesus is and was and ill will always will be a Jew. Always. When Jesus returns, it comes not like hashtag gangster Jesus name. Yeshua will be his name. And all the Jewish writers were Hebrew roots. With other words, we cannot deny the facts we are born out of that tribe. It's like your father and mom. Let's honor them like you honor your father and mother. If Israel exists, it's like an awakening call. Point number two, worldwide technology such as a satellite, TV, and internet. You see, why I mention that? Here is an amazing Bible verse in Revelation chapter 11, verse 9. For three and a half days, some from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them to burial. With other words, there were some people in the end time, they will preach and teach in Jerusalem, and the people get so angry and mad, and they will kill those people. For three and a half days, the whole world can see these dead people. It may surprise you, but some theologians argue that these people could be Moses and Elijah. Why? Because when Jesus died on Easter, resurrected to life again, he revealed himself to his disciples on that mountain. And the disciples of Christ saw Jesus is resurrected, and beside him were Moses and Elijah. And they said, oh, Jesus, let's build three houses for you, for Moses, and for Elijah. They were like testimonies that Jesus is the real deal. And they're saying when Jesus are coming back for the second time on earth, these two testimonies, Moses and Elijah, they will preach on the street of Jerusalem, and the whole Jewish people are shocked because they say, we know Moses, we know Elijah, why they are here. But that's not the point. The point is, 50 years ago, that Bible verse will not make any sense. Even 20 years ago, that Bible verse will not make sense anymore. I want to repeat it again. Every people, tribe, language, and nations will see 
the body. How is that possible? Social media. I want to show you something. Is there a bombing in Paris? Two minutes later, the whole world is able to see it. Social media, this small thing in my pocket, it's one of the biggest signs. It's connecting, connecting, checking connection. I want to I wanna show you. Oh, yeah, in three, two, one. Ooh, now you are live. I want to show you something. Here is Jenny. Now you're worldwide. Hey, Jenny, I'm, 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 not, I'm not a journalist. I'm just Leo. Right now, you're live. People can see you from Asia, America, all over the world. They say, wow, this is Jenny. She's already married, sorry. They can see your earrings, the shoes, everything. Here's the thing. It's so simple. That means they can kill Moses and Elijah. In Jerusalem, you put out your smartphone and you film that. Hey, guys, social media has a way that this Bible for the very first time could be come into existence. And here's the thing. God is saying to the church, wake up. It's closer than you think. Point number two, three. Human know-how explodes in Daniel chapter 12. Daniel is saying in chapter 12, in the end times, know-how will explode. He's talking about birds. Birds will fly from one nation to the other nations, back and forth all over the world. For you and me, it's clear the bird means airplanes. A380 Singapore Airlines. For us, it's clear, when Daniel had his prophetic words, he had oh, some birds flying back and forth. Right now, our airlines is what Daniel is talking about. You see, if you see airlines, you're closer to the end of the world than ever. Here are some statistics. They say until the 19th century, the human being knowledge has doubled only every 100 years. That means when you were a baker, your son were a baker too, for 100 years, nothing happened. You, book, you, you, you baked your bread the same style for 100 years, no change. After the Second World War, they're saying the human knowledge has doubled every 25 years. And right now they're saying that the knowledge of human beings means every 13 months is doubling and doubling and doubling. If you're writing a, a book after 13 months, your book is so old. How cool is that? That's why stop reading books. It's if only 13 months time. The knowledge is, is rapidly growing, and IBM came up with a statistic that's saying it will become a time where every 12 hours, the knowledge will double and doubled and doubled. I know you say, uh, I, I don't get it. It's very simple. Here is an electro car. 
20 years ago, when you say, one day there will be electric car, you don't have to drive. This car drives by himself. You say, come on, be a man, be real. We drive the cars. But electro cars, they drive by themselves. You can say, follow the car in front of you, and this car will follow the car in front of you. You're not even touching the wheels there. That's weird. I was in the car. He drove by himself. Said, come on, put your hands on the wheels there. Come on. This is the knowledge is exploding. Or darling is talking about the birds. Here's an amazing bird, a new uh, airplane. Luxury. Flies back and forth. God is saying, when the birds, the airplane flying back and forth, knowledge is exploding. This is an awakening call to the body of Christ. Point number three. Worldwide financial technology to control people, it's possible. Revelation 13, 16, and 17. The second wild animal made every person have a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. It was given to important men and those not important, to rich men and poor men, for those are free and those who are servants. No one could buy or sell anything unless he had a mark on him. 30 years ago, this part of verse would make no sense at all because my parents are farmer. You have your own cow, your sheep, whatever. But right now, the financial system is connected. If China goes bad, the whole world has a problem. And I heard about some insurance companies. They're creating a mark. You can put the mark here on your arm, and you have all the statistics, how much you sleep, what you drink, what you smoke, how fit your heart, your leper, everything is. That means control over your body. Even they planted some marks into animals, into cows. They know exactly how fit the cows are, about the quality of the meat. This is just a forerunner of a system where a chip cannot be lost and stolen, a MasterCard you can lose. For all the people, they are losing things. Point number five, spectacular signs will appear in the skies. And this is an amazing point. In Joel chapter 2, 30 and 31, I will show powerful works in the heavens and on the earth, like blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will turn dark and the moon will turn to blood before the day of the Lord. His coming will be great and troubled day. Here is the blue, the blood moon, the blood moon. The blood moon, the blood moon. Here are pictures of a blood moon. Here is the moon enters, uh, goes away from earth, getting dark. And over the horizon, the red color touches the moon and changes the moon into red. God is saying to the Jewish people, when you see the blood moon in front of your eyes, Wake up. There were four festivals in history where the Jewish people saw the blood moon 
And only some months later, God has done amazing miracles. It's a message. When you see the blood moon, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. I am the God. I am under control. I am stronger than any circumstance. It is a message, a visual message for the body of Christ. Here are the numbers about the blood moon four times in history when the Jewish people came together for a party. In 1483, there was the blood moon. And only one year later, America was discovered. And Jews were able to flee to America. They came into a situation where it was very threatened. And God is saying, the blood moon? And only some months later, America was founded and people left and were able to survive. In the year 1949, Israel was founded. The blood moon was there too. But there was an amazing war, and Israel won the war. The year 1967, there was the blood moon. There was a six-day war, and the people of God knew we will lose. We will be dead. And out of our miracles, they survived, because the blood moon was a sign. I will do a miracle. Here in the year 2014, the people saw the blood moon again by the Fest of Tabernacle. Why is this so important? Here is the blue, the blood moon from Israel. This was near 2014-15. The Jewish people could see that moon in Israel. You know why was this moon so important for them? The whole world is against Israel. ISIS is against Israel. They are under pressure from all over the world. God put this sign on heaven, if you are going to trouble days, I am your God. will be always stronger than all the circumstances. I will close with the last point, but this point won't make any sense about 30 years ago as well. There will be an army of 200 million soldiers from the east, it's possible. Revelation 9, 15 to 16. They had been kept ready for that hour and day and month and the year. They were let loose so they could kill one third part of all men that were living. The army had 200 million soldiers and horses. Here is the thing. 30 years ago, there were not one nation who had 200 million people. When you're looking to the eastern part away from Israel, between India and China, there are more than 2 billion people. For the very first time in history, this Bible verse could be possible. God is saying when you see the numbers of nations are rising, wake up body of Christ. This is like a Rosh Hashanah, a calling, an awakening call to the body of Christ. Soon and very soon I could come. 200 million people will go to Israel, an amazing huge country. No, it's like Switzerland, small and weak. God is saying, for the very first time in history, if 200 million soldiers are able to go to Israel, if this is mathematic possible, wake up, Rosh Hashanah. Get ready, get right with God and people. 
I want to close with Mark chapter 1, verse 23 and 33. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in the heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. Be on guard. Be alert. Be on guard and be alert. Do you know when that time will come? For the Jewish people, when they heard 100 times that day the blowing of the shofar horn, it was an awakening call for the Jewish people. Is our life right with God? Are there some issues in my family? It's not solved. Fights, envy. God is saying from now in the next 10 days, get right with God. Here is one thing what I know. Nobody here likes this message. We don't like that. I tell you something why. We're living in a rich nation. We have everything what you dream of it. Money, fame, a future, a job, a house, a dog, a cat, a car, a bike. And we don't like that message. But I don't care if you like the message or not. God is saying to the body of Christ, get ready. Here's an awakening call. You cannot deny the signs and facts in history. It's obvious God is calling. We're living in a season right now, dear friends. You can believe in anything. You can do anything. But except if you believe in Jesus Christ, the Bible is your foundation. The people will point the finger on you and say, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And I believe right now, this is an awakening call for you and me as well. Are you on fire? If Jesus will come tomorrow, can you say, yes, God, I am waiting. My heart, my family, my money, everything goes for the kingdom of God or we're doing our own kingdom and we ask God, God bless my kingdom, bless what I do. We should ask to do what God is blessing, not God should bless what we do. And I want to give you an awakening call. Rosh, Rosh Hashanah is an awakening call over the world. Because the Bible is saying, in the last days, it will get darker and darker. But we are the light. We are the light. You will never put the light under the table. Maybe you are light for your family, for your neighbors that don't know believe in Christ yet. Maybe at your workplace, in your sport area, you are the light. Maybe you feel weak, you are afraid about what will happen. But Jesus is saying through all these signs to Rosh, Rosh Hashanah, 
I am stronger. I am greater. In the end, I have the last word and I will win. Can you imagine when God is saying, you have to come to this festival. And every year, once a year, God teaches His people about the importance to get ready to be right with God, with people. And I want to ask you right now, as a Rosh Hashanah, are you right with God? Are you right with people? If Jesus will come back, you know in your heart, I will belong to the family of God. I want to pray for you guys. Maybe you, you're here, you have never given your life to Christ. Maybe you're a backslidden Christians. Maybe you're not in peace with God. You feel disconnected with God. There are certain things happen in your life and you don't feel really connected with God. I want to pray with us. And then we want to praise and sing to Jesus as the Lord and Savior, as our future, our destiny. Here I am, Jesus Christ. Thank you for my unique life. I want to ask you for forgiveness. For everything what I have done wrong. Clean me and forgive me. And I receive your forgiveness. I lay my life into your hands. My life belongs to you. I am yours forever. Lead me and guide me. Bless me and protect me. Thank you for this awakening call. Can we speak quiet for moments in the presence of God? Rosh, Rosh Hashanah.